0: Unusual robots just as people
1: The name's Brogan Lieutenant Brogan For 20 years I was with the NYPD Now? Well, let's just say I'm transferred to another precinct 20 years into the future The year 2040 Cops are still wearing blue shirts And... There are now aliens. Demeter City is under attack from illegal immigrants, and the cops have to stop them. Welcome to Space Precinct.
0: Usual People Podcast. You know, the opening to that final episode that we saw was very Uh, X-Files-like. Sure. Like if they were humans and the tone was like...
1: Well, it was that, uh, well, what we saw there was a throwback to 1950s movies, if anything. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, just to know what we're talking about, let me first introduce us. We are the Welcome to the Usual People podcast mini My name is Anthony Herrera, one of your hosts.
2: I'm Lala. And I'm Elisa.
1: And today, we are still on our quest to try to find a new show to watch and cover in lieu of La Rosa de Guadalupe, because that show has just become far too upsetting. It takes two too much of an emotional toll on us, so we're uh, cast adrift looking for new shows. I think it's safe to say that we haven't found it yet no. after this one. No. We're not going to stick with Space Precinct 2040.
2: I mean, I might watch it.
1: Jerry Anderson's Space Precinct 2040.
2: By accident.
1: <laughs> you might accidentally watch this show again.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, It is a hell of a thing. I, it's it's a sight to behold
2: behold yeah Sights.
1: yes what is I mean it's a it's immediately a very off-putting show from the get-go the design of the aliens they
2: terrible
1: they went too weird with it
2: like you have to imagine like- the dinosaurs puppets mm-hmm but with somebody's shitty imagination. <laughs>
1: yeah. like just Remember a,
2: Dinosaurs? I remember Dinosaurs. It was that kind of look, right? Yes. Like the puppet look or... Not puppets, because they weren't puppets, but costumes? Maybe not. I don't mind.
1: So, lying. just to explain, I'm going to go on the Wikipedia article for this. Space Precinct, the premise of the show, it's set in the year 2040, um, and... <laughs> NYPD detective Patrick Brogan, now a lieutenant with the Demeter City Police Force on the planet Altor in the Epsilon Eridani system. God damn, they have so many words. Brogan and his partner, Jack Haldane, must adjust to living in another solar system and investigating crimes being committed by aliens they're as no well longer as humans. In
2: the Milky Way?
1: No, they're in somewhere. They're no, they're in the Milky Way. There's in another solar system. Oh. They also don't establish any of this in the first episode. No. Like, in the first episode, we're just in the middle of... Uh, it could have been Trying future New York... take
0: Yor- down Gershwin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it, it all could have just been New York City, for all we know. They never say that it's like an alien planet or anything. Um, let's see. Also co-starring was Danish actress Simone Bendix as Officer Jane Castle, Haldane's love interest... Blah, blah, blah. All of the major characters are played by actors wearing complex makeup that also included elements of puppetry in order to pick the different alien races.
2: Complex makeup?
1: It was pretty complex. It's 1995, and all the appliances had animatronics inside yeah, them. Yeah, their
2: eyeballs moved. Their mm-hmm.
1: eyeballs moved, and they were fake. So, here's the thing.
2: What did they see from?
1: I think some holes in the, the plastic. Everybody's, one of the main complaints about Star Trek is that the aliens aren't alien enough. You know, they're always complaining that all the aliens basically look like humans. Um, But I think this show goes to show why you do that. Because
0: they were all humanoid, but they were all just off-putting. They were
1: very unpleasantly designed. some
2: of the cops were Canadian.
1: Some (laughs) of the
2: cops
0: were Irish. Irish.
1: That was the thing, yeah. These aliens from another solar system. First of all, everybody speaks English for some reason.
0: The captain is an alien. The captain
1: is an alien, and he's a type of species. There's like two different types of main species in this. One are these aliens that have sort of their eyes are like reverse binoculars... Like they jut out of the sides of their heads and um, they, they like move animatronically. They're they they they're like, they blink independently of everything else. Like they don't quite get it right. So they that the eyes. They
2: blink and they also roam their eyeballs.
1: Yeah, they just go all over the place. So there's those types of aliens. And there's a different type of alien that has three eyes. Um, they're sort of reptilian. They have ponytails and they have three eyes. They're the eyes. sexy aliens. They're the sexy. Well, they're the lady aliens. I guess.
0: Well, I mean, they're not all ladies.
1: Those were that the three eyed one was. No, no,
0: no. They're not. The The judge was a man. Oh, but... that's
1: right. It was a was a dude. Anyway, it's very confusing. Um, and it's actually not because this is one of the most childish, simplistic scripts I've ever seen to a television series. But just trying to give you the background on these fucking aliens. And if you want to just go online, put in Space briefing twenty forty images, these aliens will pop right up and you can see just like, that was a mistake. (laughs) These things look... They are the logical progression of the aliens from Mac and Me.
0: I mean, it's like... The design, all of it, like mm-hmm. the setting, the aliens, the robots—it was all very 1980s-based.
1: But the show is from 1995. The yeah. show was made in 1995, but it look—I know what you're talking about. It looks very. It looks unique. like when from the, the
0: 1980s. When did the
2: mask come out?
1: The mask came out a year before this movie in 94. Because it had
2: like the way the bad guy became the mask. Uh huh. Like his face. Yeah. He reminded me of them.
1: The uh, the ultra-sculpted face with, uh, well, you said one of the evil aliens looked like Ted Danson.
2: Well, that was mostly because of the chin.
1: Right. He had a very Ted Danson-ish chin.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and so basically, what I'll going off of uh, the episode we just watched, it's the first episode. It was called Protect and Survive. <laughs> <laughs> get what did it? you
0: say, Lala, about it? Oh, I get it. It's like a play on protect and serve. Except instead of serve, it survive. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they are working on so many levels. It's actually, maybe we're the dumb ones. No. Maybe we just don't understand. The plot of this episode, as per the Wikipedia article goes, Brogan's informant. Now, Brogan is the main character. He's the chief of police. Uh, or he's not. He's not the chief of police. He's just a, a low-level officer who came from New York City. His <laughs> informant, Silk Ostrowski, who's played by the God. actor Bert Kwok who I think most people will know Burt Kwok from the Pink Panther movies. He was Kato, the uh, guy who would always come and beat up Inspector Clouseau throughout all the movies.
0: Oh. I thought it was Slick.
1: Yeah, his name is Slick Ostrowski, but the actor's name is Burt Kwok.
0: No, you said Silk, sorry.
1: Oh, no, you're right. I said it wrong. It is Slick Ostrowski. He's murdered by Tyler Gersham, who is, as uh, Elisa pointed out, a lot like um, M. Bison, Uh, He's got the same kind of face from the video games. He's not like Raul Julia. uh, But he's like uh, M. Bison from the video games. And see this whole. The whole reason I. Got the idea to watch this. Is this this show has haunted me. Since 1995. Because in 1995. One summer. um, I would change the channels late at night. This was like around midnight. I'm changing the channels. And I would come across this show. And I would see these freaky ass aliens that immediately repulsed me because they are like the aliens from Mac and Me. And so then I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then I was like, "I can't keep watching this." And i was because you're gonna
2: get nightmares.
1: Well, I just like I just like they they made my skin crawl. Like they were just like it's like I was it was almost like I had found a portal to hell and I was watching demons at work. And I was just like, it's like midnight. I'm, I watch. Oh,
0: it's one of the devil channels from that show. Stay tuned? Yeah. Yes,
1: from the movie Stay tuned, where you get the channel from hell. Where have you been? <laughs> and
2: <laughs> I've never seen Stay tuned, but it was one of the trailers uh, mm-hmm. on, because I watched Cutting Edge all the time. And it yes. was one of the, it was Digstown. And,
1: mm-hmm. and, uh,
2: where have you been? Stay tuned.
1: Man, we are getting into deep 90s deep cuts here yeah. now. Yeah. So, like, <laughs>
2: I, I know that trailer. The, the almost plot word to, for word.
1: the plot to stay tuned is that John Ritter, which is a weird
2: rest in peace.
1: R.I.P. John Ritter. This is a weird uh, sidetrack. I didn't think we we're gonna take the plot to stay tuned is that uh, the devil sells uh, John Ritter a new satellite dish that lets him watch the TV channels that are played in hell, um, and they get sucked in. And now he has to survive all the TV channels of hell, which are trying to kill him so that the hell can have his soul. And Lala was right. It was like when I saw this thing, it was just like, it was like, it was like that. I would actually compare it more to Videodrome. Oh, where yeah, you would yeah. you would catch like an errant signal that's broadcast from fucking nowhere of just people being tortured and that's what it felt like when the show was on because there was like there was no commercials for it to ever announce what it was so I never knew what this thing was and it's not like today where you have the guide on the TV that lets you know what it was it was just Mac and me style aliens wearing blue cop uniforms talking to each other and I was all Oh God. And then so, and then, because the show only lasts one season, which I would find out later, it was never played again. So now I'm thinking to myself, did I fucking hallucinate that? Like it's one of those things from your childhood. It's just like, what was that? Like
2: Zooli Zoo.
1: Was that like for you, Zooli Zoo? Was Do you remember Zooli like, Zoo? I don't remember Zooli Zoo, but was that like for you? Like I was like, Whoa, what the hell was that? Yeah, it was because weird I remember
2: there was a moment jam. in my life where I'd be, I'd bring up Zooli Zoo, and yeah. nobody knew what I was talking about, and mm-hmm. I thought I didn't make that up, yeah. and I questioned myself, mm-hmm. and that's why I think people go crazy.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: the internet saved us.
1: They did save a lot of people's sanity. One of my big ones on that is actually the movie Star 80. Um, oh,
0: shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> For some reason, and I've said this before on this podcast, my our babysitter, she let us watch, or we watched all kinds of weird things with my babysitter. Like, we watched The Fly Uh, With Jeff Goldblum, which like four-year-olds should not be watching. And we also watched Star 80. Oh
0: my God. I mean, some adults can't even watch that shit without being traumatized. The story
1: of Star... Now, Star 80 is about a playboy playmate named Dorothy Stratton, who's played by Mariel Hemingway, who is brutally murdered by her husband. This is a true story. um, Played by Eric Roberts. And the ending of Star 80... Imprinted on my mind, and you know the ending of Star Eighty is very brutal. I've involves, never
2: seen it. I don't know.
1: It involves a shotgun murder.
2: Spoilers.
1: Of Dorothy Stratton Man by 80. Eric uh, Eric uh, Roberts. Oh no! Oh, <laughs>
0: that sex alien movie that she did, Dorothy Stratton. So I
2: my married my stepmother's an alien.
0: No, 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 no. Uh, Galaxina. Dorothy, it was it Galaxina. I still I don't know the. I, can't I don't know the name, the name of, it. of it. I don't know. But what that you're was about. one of the things that I thought I made up.
1: Really, seeing it as That's a kid—that's a weird connection. Yeah, <laughs> is this a Dorothy Stratton alien sex movie? Yeah, God, hold that on,
2: fucked up. Mine was Zooloo. No, no, no. It's I a gotta look this up. Show.
1: Dorothy Stratton. I mean, of course, murder comes up. Um, you
2: got one, Dave. Space movie
1: species. Space movie species was
2: a real movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Dorothy Stratton, what the Can hell? Can I mess you up? No, it was Galaxina.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: So, you, that was one of your, like, you thought you made that up sort of things.
0: I think I started confusing it with Barbarella, and mm-hmm. everyone was starting to convince me you're just talking about no, Barbarella. Barbarella. And I was like, no, 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 I know Barbarella. This was a different one, and it had that chick that was killed by her husband.
1: <laughs> That's weird that our two streams crossed on that one, <laughs> <laughs> just like in the weirdest way. R.I.P. Dorothy Stratton, as long as we we're R.I.P.ing people. Yeah. What was that about Species, Dave? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you were just trying to play along, but no, because just you have a perfect recall, everything is normal to you? I think I'll just mention, like, SpaceX movies. I was like, oh, Species... Space sex movies. What is your favorite space sex movie, Dave? I don't know. Is that's it not, Species? That's the first one that came to mind. I mean, I guess my favorite uh, space sex movie would be Alien.
2: Mine's, my mother's a step-alien. Mom.
1: step alien. Mine's. <laughs> Stepmother's an alien.
2: Yes, I can't remember the names, but remember when they're like, do you have anything smaller when she's paying at the grocery store and no. she pulls out the little tiny $100 bill?
1: No, I haven't watched that movie in over 30 years. It
0: was one of my favorites. (laughs) I remember seeing it in high school. No, no, no. It wasn't high school. It was was in my 20s. I just caught it on TV one day, and I was like, holy shit, that's Allison Hannigan.
1: Yeah, Allison Hannigan was the daughter in that movie.
0: Who's that? Willow Uh, Willow from from Buffy? Buffy.
2: Oh, that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Kim Basinger.
1: We are so Hello. far we
2: Dan Aykroyd are
1: not on any track right now, I feel. I guess this is a more of a sci-fi episode. But We're talking about a sci-fi, sci-fi memory. It. <laughs> it did have a big it My stepmother is an alien. It had a big eyeball in her purse. That's a
2: good movie. It is
1: not. It is not a good movie. I mean, I can't remember almost anything about it, but I know for a fact it wasn't a good movie.
0: Do you have anything smaller? (laughs) I think the thing that stands out is the eating of the sandwich. And then I think it traumatized me a little because, you know, I couldn't... You know, think about the bread getting stuck in the roof of my mouth, and thinking about that movie, and it just feeling terrible. What
1: are you? T- I don't know what the sandwich is now. Well, everybody's confused.
0: My stepmother's an alien. What,
1: what happens with the sandwich in this movie? She,
0: she eats, eats it. it, and she's just like, "Oh my God, this is so amazing and weird." And the bread is stuck at the roof of my mouth, and this is what like what being human is like. <laughs> Being human this is eating a This does not sound sandwich. like
1: a good movie at all.
2: <laughs> Whatever, you're going to go watch it tonight.
1: I am not. <laughs>
2: Do you have anything smaller?
1: Stop saying that, please.
2: Okay.
1: Oh, man. Well, to get back to what we were talking about. So that was, this movie, this show was like that. And that's why I wanted to take this opportunity to, because I discovered it on Amazon Prime the other day. And I was like, holy shit, that's that show that freaked me out so much when I was a kid. Um, and now we have watched it and it's safe to say that this is a terrible show. it is not good in any way. Um, the first thing and I kind of made a joke beforehand while we were watching it that we could tie it into uh, Trump's space force uh, because this is only 20 years away uh, so and so the space force has just been created. Um, And I didn't know how right I was because the very first thing these cops do is arrest a bunch of immigrants.
0: Yeah. Like, literally
1: the first thing they do. And
0: they got very, you know, racist with it Mm -hmm. and a little redundant because, oh, we got some foreign space... Foreign illegal immigrants. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And their uniforms are the same as cops here. Yeah,
1: exactly. They're just like, it's so stupid. Like, why don't the cops... Like, at least Star Trek took the like the time to make up new uniforms. Yeah. These cops are just wearing the blue NYPD officer uniforms and it's just like, isn't it crazy? Same badge. They're Same aliens, everything. but they're wearing cop uniforms.
2: They're guns. There was an
0: alien with a beretta.
1: <laughs> there was.
0: Yeah, what and that was the one of uh, there were three of them. And one looked like Ted Danson. Mm-hmm. And then you said the other one looked like Robert De Niro. And I was like, yeah, then the other one must be Christopher Walken. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. That's what these aliens uh, were like.
0: One of them reminded
2: me of uh, Dharma's dad.
1: From that's Dharma wh- and That's Greg. why
2: I mentioned Dharma and Greg. Yeah. Because the dad was a security guy.
1: In that one episode, we watched that one time mm-hmm. for... Uh... That ep- for that uh, episode of our podcast yeah. that we got really experimental and absolutely nobody liked it or listened to it.
0: Really, remember that what episode? Was our best one.
1: Yep, and no one liked it or listened to it.
0: Wow, audience! Isn't that like one of the ones where we all died?
1: Yes, we did all die in that one. Okay. Anyway, um, but so they actually doubled down. So like, th- it's so weird watching it now because the first thing these cops do, who the heroes of our show is, they arrest a bunch of illegal immigrants and then they establish. That these illegal immigrants are all carrying diseases, and that's such like a talking point about immigrants is like they're covered, they're covered, they're they're gonna bring diseases, um, so much
0: so that they infect one of the officers. They infect
1: one of the officers who is this who is this one alien cop with a third eye who all she seems to know how to do is make another cop's hat float with her third eye. Mm-hmm. That's all she does throughout the whole episode, and then she immediately gets sick. Goes into a coma, and it's like, wait, this is the first episode. We don't know anything about this We don't character. care about yeah. her. We don't know who she is. <laughs> like, all she does in this whole episode is... be a
0: g- terrible fucking person. And then,
1: like, we're just supposed to be glad, like, when she does nothing and then comes out of the coma. Like, this whole episode, it's a very poorly written thing. Like, like how
0: cops always assume we should, like, care about their lives right. because they're putting their lives on the line. Yeah, but what if that guy's a fucking rapist, jackass mm-hmm. douchebag? Yeah,
1: don't just ask me to care about somebody because they're part of, because of what their job is. Yeah. They could be terrible. I mean, this this character doesn't exist, so she probably hasn't done much damage in her life. I mean, but still, you haven't made me care about her. And really, the whole underlying uh, story about this is that a big, fat, blue goblin alien with a long tongue witnesses a murder, and the two main guys have to protect him and save him. Now, the thing about this show is that if it didn't involve aliens um, at all, it just wouldn't be anything. Like, it's...
0: Would it be a good show? Well, it wouldn't be
1: anything. Like, there's nothing there. All it is is... Um, like a, a buddy cop action comedy, but with like any sort of competence taken out and just replaced with like flying cars and aliens.
0: You know, I think this... I almost think this show would have been better if all the aliens spoke different languages and that it was never, ever translated for us.
1: Like Chewbacca. Yeah. The Chewbacca principle. I don't know. I don't know how much I would like that. I mean, I probably want to know what they're like saying. You want
0: I mean, occasionally you'd have one that could speak English mm-hmm. because yeah. they learned.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's, see, that's the thing. What you just said right there was more thought that went into like the, the actual world of the show, like. Besides like sets and all that like it was obvious that a lot of thought went into the sets and the makeup and all that but no actual thought went into the world like the I because like the furthest they go with establishing this world is that like the the weird cool hairstyle that all the kids are getting is I don't even know how to describe it. What it's was that? like
2: alfalfa meets punk
1: right but it's all in the back of your head
2: like it just split you have a part straight up the middle of the back of your head mm-hmm. and it's slit to the side the front and top of your head is the same yeah like normal hair it's,
1: it's like a reverse it's not a reverse mullet it's like an inverse mullet like you shave the back sort of down. It 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 wasn't shaved, though. It was
2: just like parted. and.
1: Was it? it? I thought it was sort of shaved down. No, they
0: put gel. They clearly put gel. Oh, they put gel
1: down the back. Slicked the back back only. Made one half red Red and the other half black.
2: Black. And the kid had blonde hair, right?
1: Yeah. And that was like the extent of trying to establish what kind of world this was. It's just like, well, this is obviously crazy space world. (laughs) A hairstyle like this couldn't exist in real life. And... It, that was a
2: weird way to go with the yeah, hair. Yeah,
1: it was. Like, I feel you could have, like...
2: Just... They could have gotten rid of the whole family.
0: Yeah, and Oh, you yeah, know, they could have
1: gotten rid of Brogan's family, no problem. This would have been way better. They
0: didn't think about how even current technology works.
1: <laughs> yeah, they didn't. What um, I want
0: to know is how we got out of the... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. How we got out of the, the
2: cop life in the world that we live in now, the Earth
1: you want to know the backstory? Was yeah. Ted Brogan that was was Officer Brogan that captivating of a character that you wanted to know well, why he left the NYPD for did space? He,
2: did he leave them, or did he was was he forced out? Was he offered a good job, or did he fuck <laughs> up? And now he has to go live in outer space with his family. He
1: is such a bland, nothing of a character that I don't give a shit about his backstory in any way. I want to know. Okay.
0: Okay, so back to the technology though. <laughs> he had a giant fucking thing that looked like a stun gun that was bigger than modern day stun guns. Yes, and that was his credit, credit card. card.
1: Yes, <laughs> like, and
0: in '95,
1: well, there were credit cards. Credit cards. Yeah, Everybody, was it like a
0: game cartridge?
1: No, it was just a huge wand.
0: Yeah. No. Oh. And, you know, by that point, if they were thinking about what technology would go through, it would have been like a fingerprint or (laughs) like some kind of chip in his hand or something.
1: There was so little thought to like how what an alien world would be like. They just like it's just it's just a cop show for like if you took out the aliens, because really all we're talking about here is we have a bunch of white cops acting, reacting negatively to a bunch of aliens. So it's like if when the, the alien they protect, who's a big blue goblin, it's like if they were just like... <laughs> like if you just imagine it was just two white cops protecting a Greek man. <laughs> oh, like yeah, this Just is, some vaguely yeah. foreign man. And just like everything he does grosses them. He was them. like
2: Blue Chet from Weird Science.
1: Yes, he was like the Blue Chet monster from Weird Science. But he was just like, they're just like vaguely foreign. That's like what all these aliens are. So it's like a bunch of white guys just reacting like, oh, this this Greek man is very slimy.
0: And then there was that one part where the wife hangs up the video phone that they're on Mm -hmm. and he doesn't. And so the next time they tune in to the video phone, they pick up the conversation. Yeah. But even in 1995, when you hung up a phone, it, cl- it cleared the connection.
1: Right. Yeah, like I said, there was no thought put into any of this. <laughs> like, that's, that's all there is to it.
0: Well, yeah. you know, not to shit on like a whole genre. So what's the sci-fi show you absolutely loved or watched?
1: I mean, Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Doctor Who's mostly shit, too, but uh, it's better than this. It's like, more one...
2: well-thought-out shit.
1: Yeah, it's much more well thought All other sci-fi shows are much... I just started watching Star Trek, the original series, recently. I never really watched it before. With William Shatner? Yeah, with William Shatner. I didn't know how horny that show was. Oh, yeah. That show is super... That show is for perverts. Like...
2: Is that why the nerds like it? I
1: think so. Like, it's just, like, all this cat dude does is, like... Well, first of all, like, all the women are in he short skirts, of course. He sleeps with all the ladies. all the women are in short skirts. And, like, all the women... All the women just, like, are always, like, really horny for Kirk. Captain's
2: Kurt. log, 14, mm-hmm. 105. I'm doing my William Shatner.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's probably one of the reasons he is, like, the biggest fucking ego mm-hmm. in Hollywood.
2: All the ladies, they're drowning in desire. For me.
1: Yeah, that could be a line from the show. Like, there's an episode I watch. It's one of the worst, like, 50 minutes of television I've ever seen in my life. It's an episode called Mud's Women. Oh, God. It's about these three ladies who are just so sexy. Nobody can, uh, like, stay away. They're like, oh, my God, they're so hot. It's just like they have such an animal magnetism. And it's because they uh, take things called Venus pills that make them super feminine. (laughs) <laughs> and when they don't, it's amazing. Like it's one of my favorite moments. Is like when the Venus pills like wear off. All that happens is they're not wearing makeup anymore, and like all the dudes are all like, "Oh my god,
2: you look horrible. <laughs> you look plain. Yeah,
1: just like this is disgusting. Get away from me." Is
2: that why people didn't like uh, Next Generation?
1: I don't know what, what, why they didn't like it for that. Well, but
2: because like it wasn't a sexual.
1: It wasn't, and we figured out why in the car right here. Me and Dave like. Oh, like, in the original Star Trek series, like, everybody just wants to fuck each other on that show. Like, all this, all the crew people are talking about. Anytime a man interacts with a woman, they're just like, we gotta fuck. But in The Next Generation, they had the holodeck. So they could all just go fuck holograms. So there was no, like, sexual tension because it was I mean, all going towards that way. There wasn't
2: even any, like, um, like uh, uh, an illusion, but they didn't... Uh, god damn it! The words, the words are right there. What? They they didn't even elude. Is that a word? There's no yeah. innuendo. window. They didn't have that. It was well, a- they
1: did with Riker a lot. To be fair, Riker was always like horny.
0: Yeah. Cause
1: uh, like, cause Riker was gonna remain a true Chad, and he wasn't gonna fuck light. He would only fuck the real thing. So he was always super horny.
2: Hmm.
1: So he never he never had sex in the holodeck. Everyone else was, and that's why they weren't like horny all the time.
2: I just felt like there was more issues that they were trying to resolve.
1: Um, well, like, yeah, to
2: save space.
1: You yeah, had to save space. Um, like there
2: wasn't any sex aliens that they encountered.
1: Not really. No, not like Kirk always did. I guess. Well, the uh, the the most absurd part of that episode I was talking about uh, earlier was. After, like, the main girl, she stops taking the pills to show this dude, like, this is what a real woman's like. Like, she literally goes, a real woman. She's not... She doesn't look good all the time. A real woman will just cook for you and sew your clothes. Oh and all no. that. She literally makes the speech. And then, you want, you want the illusion? Here you go. And she takes this pill, and she swallows it, and she turns around, and she's, like, beautiful again. She just has makeup on. And you see, is this what you want? And then Kirk was all, but you see... That pill was a placebo. I replaced it. It's because you believe in yourself. That's what makes you beautiful now. And I'm all... I just wasted 50 minutes of my life watching this.
2: Hey, it must have been good. It wasn't.
1: This was one of the worst pieces of crap television episodes it I've ever... Been it was literally worse than what we just watched. What the That Star Trek episode was technically better made, oh, no. but it was just like... You're just insulting me at this point. It's just like... Be- believing in yourself means you all of a sudden have makeup and better lighting on you. It's just like, what are you talking about? This and is I lost awful. It
2: somehow.
1: I think what we're saying here is that science fiction was a mistake and it has led to people like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos who are going to create. Do uh, you
2: think science fiction. Sorry.
1: No, what? What are, you, what are your questions?
2: Do you think science fiction was the only reason it was created so that people can have their porn?
1: I don't think it's the only reason. I think people were generally genuinely interested in what the future would bring, but it's just, you know, everyone's a pervert so they put porn in it. Like honestly, like when I started watching Star Trek, I just all of a sudden started like realizing it's just like like all the softcore porn that used to come on HBO in the 80s and 90s, like I understood where the directors were coming from. It's like, "Oh, cuz they saw that episode of Star Trek." <laughs> like that's I recognize this scenario now. They were
0: the nerds.
1: They were the nerds who watched it when they were like 12 years old. They grew well, up. The
0: becoming of a director and, then, and they, then they couldn't find jobs and they only directed porn.
1: The softcore porn. I mean, I think they dreamt of making softcore porn. I don't think these were guys who were going to I think I didn't think I don't think any of them were under the illusion they were going to be the next Spielberg, but they were all like I'm going to take that one Star Trek episode too far now. And I'm (laughs) going to get paid for it. (laughs) And I'm going to get paid for it. And uh, so, yeah.
2: I never saw the original Star uh, Trek episodes. Like I saw the movies. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I watched the movies all the time growing up.
2: Uh, But I was like all about next generation and...
1: I'm enjoying watching the old Star Trek, um, mainly because I just like the way it looks. Like it's so colorful and like you know it has almost Technicolor the feel to it. The palette is nice. The palette is really nice, and also like they don't like get involved. Like I was watching uh, Deep Space Nine and Next Generation a bit. I can never just,
2: get into Deep Space Nine. I like Deep
1: Space Nine. It was but not
2: like, Next Generation.
1: Mm-mm. But, um, like, it, like I just realized, like, these those things are, like, about the, the drama amongst all the characters and all that sort of thing, whereas Star Trek doesn't have any of that. Like, they just go on adventures, and there's just something sort there's of reassuring. a
2: life lesson, too, right?
1: Yeah, there's always a life lesson at the end, and then they always... The thing that pissed me off about it is they were always nagging Spock about being, like, uh, logical. Like, every episode, they were always on his back about it. It's just cool. like, you cold-blooded bastard. And it's just like, leave him the fuck alone. What is your problem? You insensitive pricks? It's
2: because they're not logical. I know. Um, they're hot blooded.
1: They're hot blooded, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hot
2: blooded 103. It and see.
1: Anyway, so I think uh, we can say sci-fi was a mistake. Don't watch Space no. Precinct. What
2: no. I wouldn't sci-fi say Sci-Fi is not a mistake.
1: mistake. Well, what's good sci-fi then?
2: Star Trek Next Generation <laughs> right? Ray Bradbury. Doctor
1: Who. <laughs> Ray Bradbury? Yeah. Like what? Fahrenheit 451. That was never gonna happen.
0: I, never, no, I don't okay. know.
1: Okay. My favorite thing about confession? Ray Bradbury is um. I'll get to your confession in a second. But my absolute favorite thing about Ray Bradbury was his obsession with car accidents. Because he was such a he was like Ray Bradbury never learned how to drive, and Ray Bradbury never drove himself everywhere. And if you notice, a running theme in all of his books is eventually like the idea like one of the signs of the degenerate uh, society that exists in Fahrenheit 51 is that everybody is driving 70 miles an hour. <laughs> like, that was like one it was like, can't you see how much of a hell this is? People are driving up to 70 miles an hour.
0: Phantasm.
1: That's fantasy. That's not sci-fi. Well,
0: it's that's like a, a dream logic. To another world. Yeah, but that's
1: more of a dream logic thing. There's no real science. Like every like <laughs> we can't get into the intricacies of the Phantasm film series here, but this is like it's all dreams. What were you going to make a confession about? I have two. Okay.
2: Um Ray Bradbury. I mm-hmm. don't know what he looks like, but I always imagine him as Ray older.
1: I think completely it's cuz they wrong. have
0: the same name. No. I- don't Do you... know what he looks like, but I imagine he looks like Peter Jackson.
1: He it's beard. closer to Peter Jackson. He's more. He looks more like Roger Ebert. He's got the oh. hair, the white hair thing. He's got black, uh, black glasses. Um, you not know,
2: Ray Liotta. Not
1: like Ray Liotta at all.
2: My other thing is, um, you know, it was a required reading right in middle school. Fahrenheit uh, 451.
1: Yeah. Oh no! Martian I had, Chronicles. I had to read the Martian Chronicles.
2: Okay, I had to read that too. But uh, oh like it was 8th grade I had had to read uh, Fahrenheit 451 mm-hmm. and I read half of it and then that's when I moved to y'all school
1: so you don't know how it ends
2: I don't know how it ends <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it ends I never finished it because I was like why would I go back and finish it um, I, can't, I can't
1: remember how it ends he, like, he leaves society I know that much he just escapes from the society and he's going to go back with the people who like to read
2: wow you didn't even say spoiler alert what <laughs> if I decided to read it you um, couldn't
1: read the ABC murders at all. You're going to start reading Four Night F- Boyfriend's Fahrenheit 451? When got
2: to your school, that's when I were reading Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I was like, well, that's not Fahrenheit 451.
1: We weren't reading Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I never read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein until like a year ago. Lala
2: was in that class. No, no. I wasn't.
1: Where were you? You were in
2: the AP class, right? Yeah. You weren't? I was smarter than y'all. I wasn't in the eighth We had the TV same
1: class. English class and we didn't read.
2: With Miss Williams? Yeah, we didn't read. We read Frankenstein. No, we
1: didn't. We read To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh. In eighth
2: grade? No, we didn't. I read that in like fucking sixth grade.
1: Are we in a sci fi movie where we have all have different pasts now?
2: No. Okay. I know we read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. We did
1: not read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yes, I don't know. We I did, can't keep yelling this. Because
2: that's the one that my stomach growled and made me like. That was high school, no? No, that was eighth grade. You remember I used to take all those diet pills? to well, so keep was my in stomach the class from growling. with all
0: the dummies, Jeez. so we read <laughs> short
1: stories. No. I know what's happened here. We watched the movie Mary Riley.
2: Mary Riley's in Frankenstein. No, she's not.
1: <laughs> Mary Riley was a weird take on Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde where Julia Roberts played Oh, that's the-
2: what we read. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. <laughs> okay. We didn't read Frankenstein. That's stupid. <laughs> it was uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. But oh.
1: I do like... Is that you brought it all the way back to the very first science fiction story ever written, which is Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? Is that sci-fi? Yes. Yes. That is very much sci-fi. It has to do
0: with galvanism. Yeah,
1: it's very much
0: galvanism. The the Um,
1: electrocuting things to to make it look like it's alive.
2: But that's sci-fi. Yeah, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein
1: back then. Yeah, this was. It's generally considered to be the first sci-fi story or novel.
0: Mm. Did you know Mary Shelley lost her virginity on her mother's grave? Mary Shelley's oh. a real person? God
1: damn it. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Wait. Okay, I don't know damn, what you're so,
2: gonna so, Are you god uh, damning the the, the, the sex a, on the mother's grave? Or that I didn't know. Or What
1: I want to know is if you didn't think Mary Shelley was a real person. Who did you think Mary Shelley wait, 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 was wait, 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 in Mary wait, wait, Shelley's wait, wait. Frankenstein? Oh okay, I
2: think Wal's about to say it. What I'm wait, thinking. Wait. I'll tell you if it's true.
0: Do you think Bram Stoker's a fake person? No, that's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that,
0: vampires
2: are oh, real. No. <laughs> oh, man.
0: <laughs> wait. Okay, so. That's
2: the writer. <laughs> Okay, I don't know if you guys are thinking what I'm thinking. This is what I thought Lala was gonna point out. Okay. She was gonna say, "Wait, are you thinking that Mary Shelley is Julia Roberts?" Yes. No. I think we already established no, that you than, thought that. Yeah. Oh.
1: But I'm. Th- what
2: we talked about Julia Roberts today?
1: <laughs> Earlier when we were talking about who Mary Riley. Are you a malfunctioning android? <laughs> is what I want to know.
2: I'm. But a simple lady. <laughs> Can I say something? You
1: are a Dickensian layabout. No! You have been saying that term no! all day.
2: Well, only because I discovered it. It's yeah. like something I knew, but don't call me
0: a Dickensian layabout. I looked it up and I'm not. You
1: are not. <laughs> What were you going to say, Lala? Um,
0: I've seen more Star Trek than I probably ever would have, mm-hmm. if not for the fact that my ex, before we got divorced, was trying to watch them all chronologically.
1: Ooh, that's had a had hellish st- scenario. St-
0: it started with the the Quantum Leap guys one.
1: He was watching it that way? Yeah. He was starting with like the big prequel show and watching it. So he was watching it Federation or... Uh, Star Trek Enterprise, then the original series, then Next Generation, then probably intermingling episodes of Next Generation with DS9, Uh and then DS9 until Voyager comes in, then intermingling episodes of Voyager with DS9?
2: Yeah. God damn it. I hate that you knew all that.
1: Oh, God. I hate that he did it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't even know that many Star Treks existed.
1: There were more now. There's Discovery I, and Picard. Was I, I, he also watching the animated series too? Yeah. Jesus.
0: Wait, I, there's an order? Yeah, like there's a chronological order. There's a chronological
1: order. order. So the one with the Quantum Leap guy, technically that was like the later, Scott latest. Scott Bakula. One. Scott Bakula happens before... Captain Kirk.
2: So when you guys say Quantum Leap guy, I imagine the guy from, not Quantum Leap, but the guy from that one sci-fi movie with that character, and I don't know anything about it, but you guys need to guess.
1: Um. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, okay the, see the gonna...
0: sci-fi movie with that guy. Yeah. With the
1: guy from Quantum Leap.
0: I don't Dean know. Dean
1: oh, I don't know don't who don't that is. Don't say will never know what they are. So you're basically telling us Guess a sci-fi movie.
2: Well, I know when you guess it, if, if it's right.
0: Killer clowns from outer space? I'm no. going to go
1: out on a limb and actually... Here's my prediction for how this is going to go down. I don't think we're going to discover it, but I also <laughs> don't think it's a sci-fi movie. I have
2: a hint. And yes, it is a sci-fi movie. It's in space.
1: <laughs> okay, what's, what's going on?
2: Okay, hint. Mm-hmm. There's a lady. Alien. Spear? No, not like that kind of lady. <laughs> Like a lady who's important. <laughs> what do you mean?
1: Not that kind of a lady. A lady
2: who's, they're searching for, or might be like a, like a weapon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Is the lady the weapon, or it I could possibly finale. be a lady? No, I'm not
2: for the element.
1: It could possibly be a lady, or they could possibly be looking for it a weapon. It was a
2: TV show.
1: That was <laughs> a TV show. And I thought it was a movie. It
2: was also a movie. Uh-huh. Sci-fi. It was a TV show, show. and a The guy a movie. with the hair that went like this. And like wings for hair, wings what? for hair, and so that's the guy that I think of when you guys say that other quantum. Are you that like Steven Weber? No. <laughs> no. Dude. Oh, I have another hint. This is what's gonna uh, put it on the map. Okay. Okay. Buffy's sci-fi
0: series.
1: Serenity.
0: No. Wait. What? <laughs> Are you talking, yeah. What was the name of the sh- movie?
1: Um, Wait, no, no, no. No, Firefly.
0: Firefly. God damn it. Yeah.
2: Is that the Quantum Solace guy? No. Oh, uh, what?
1: The Quantum of Silas. <laughs> no, I didn't say Quantum
2: of Silas. I said Quantum Fillion? Silas. You, you thought did... Nathan Fillion looks like Scott Bakula? Is he the same guy from Streets <laughs> of Fire?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many balls in the air right now. Let me try... To,
2: they have the same hair.
1: Let me try to make this understandable to people who are listening right now. <laughs> First of all, you called it Quantum of Solace at no, one I point. No, I did not. Yes, you did. Yeah. And that's a James Bond movie.
2: I didn't mean that.
1: Okay. Quantum Leap stars.
2: <laughs> I did say Quantum of Solace. Yes. <laughs> I said Silent Soap. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry.
1: Quantum Leap is a sci-fi time travel series scarring Scott Bakula.
0: And Dean Stockwell. And
1: Dean Stockwell. You thought Scott Bakula was the actor, the Canadian actor known named Nathan Fillion, who was the captain of... In the early 2000s sci fi series Firefly.
2: Yes, who is also the same guy in Streets of Fire?
1: That is Michael Perret. Michael Perret is the actor who plays the hero of the 1984 Walter Hill film Streets of Fire. They
2: have the same hair.
1: They kind of do.
2: Yeah, so I'm not wrong. I'm not. I have to
1: end this now because I am about to have an aneurysm. Um, Don't watch this. In fact, I'm actually pretty certain that I'm going to cut out almost everything that has to do with Space Precinct at this point. (laughs) So, if this is the first time you're hearing Space Precinct in this episode, it's because I cut all of that out even though that's what the episode was supposed to be. But... Um, Lala, where can people reach us?
0: Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at usualpeoplepod or email us at usual.people.podcast at gmail.com. So good. All right.
1: So I don't know <laughs> what. Oh, and what. we
0: cannot endorse the watching of uh, Stay Tuned because uh, Jeffrey Jones plays the devil and he's a pedophile in real life.
1: So and so, if that what Lala just got, uh, what Lala just said uh, has been left in, and I cut out everything to do with Space Precinct. We were talking about the nineteen ninety two movie.
2: <laughs> Stay, Stay tuned. tuned
1: Where which, have you been? Which stars pedophile Jeffrey Jones, and we don't recommend watching it because he's a pedophile.
2: It also stars rest in peace John Ritter, who's awesome, but yeah, too bad. Where have you been?
1: God, this episode was fucking weird. All right, we got to go.
2: Bye. Adios. Yeah. I said that with a British I think I literally
1: am going to cut out. Oh, it's my usual people podcasting. We're talking
2: for the very first time. We're going to charge up a time. And find the fire, find us the We're going to fight you in time. Oh, I.